0: Heavenly Father, we ask that the words we're about to hear burrow deep inside our hearts and minds and render us even stronger believers in your holy word. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning includes several sections of John chapter 11. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, Let's go back to Judea. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you, Kim. If you've been uh, with us for the past Lent season, you know that we've been considering seven statements that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John. They're called I Am Statements because Jesus says, I am, and then fills in the blank. And it's fitting that today we conclude with the seventh I Am Statement. It was in the reading today, John eleven twenty five. 25. It's very famous. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And it's fitting that, of course, we talk about resurrection, and we actually have another resurrection story on Easter Sunday. Just as a little bit of recap, Jesus has this friend, a very close friend named Lazarus. Lazarus dies, and when Jesus comes, he says, I'm going to raise him from the dead, and he has this conversation with Martha, and just for Martha, Martha's Lazarus's sister, another one of Jesus's friends, just for a few minutes, I want to reflect on their conversation. You got a little bit of the beginning, and then you got the meat of the story, and then you got a little bit of the end as well for context, but we're just going to zoom in on their little conversation, because Martha does what so many of us do in moments of intense grief or questioning or uncertainty. She looks for hope, and it's so easy to start by looking for an abstract hope. Let me just recount this short conversation for you again. Jesus says, Martha, your brother will rise again. Now, if you or I heard that, we would probably be pretty dumb, dumbfounded, and I imagine Martha's pretty dumbfounded again, but she responds, she says, I know he will rise again at the last day. She's, she's theologizing here. It's not all that different from when we say, after we've lost somebody, well, he's in a better place. Or we might say, well, it all works out in the end. We look for hope, and the thing that we do is exactly the thing that Martha does. We go to somewhere very, very abstract. What exactly is a better place? Well, who knows? What does it mean that it all works out in the end? Well, who knows? What does it mean that Lazarus will be raised again at the last day? Well, nobody really knows. Nobody's been and come back to tell about it. But we look for comfort wherever we can find it. I know he'll rise again at the last day, Martha says. And she's not wrong, by the way. (laughs) She's right. And even in the Old Testament, which doesn't tell us an awful lot about resurrection, there are enough hints and clues to know that there probably was a time when God's people were going to be raised to new life. But they didn't know what it was. They didn't have any details. The Old Testament is very vague about this. I know he'll rise again at the last day, and maybe she thinks Jesus is just trying to give her this the same kind of comfort that we try to give each other, and Jesus responds, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. We're not talking about some abstract, vague, future pie in the sky, we are talking about solid, literal flesh and blood hope. You ever heard somebody describe themselves as spiritual but not religious? Maybe some of you have described yourself that way over the years. I'm spiritual but not religious. It makes me think of, um, if you've been at Middle Street for... Uh, at least three and a half years. You might remember Ramsey, one of our church members, and he just liked to twist a dagger. And he would always say, "I'm religious, but not spiritual." And I don't know what he meant by that, and I'm not sure he knew what he meant by that. Um, there's, this, there's this phrase. Maybe you, I'm sure you've heard it. Some people describe themselves, so, "Well, I'm spiritual, but I'm not really religious." And often, one of the things that people mean by that is, "Well, I don't adhere to one set of religious practices." Do this, and this, and this, and this. There's, I, have a, I have a broad sense of spirituality, but not a specific, particular sense of spirituality. And by the way, if any of you in here would describe yourselves that way, I'm not judging you, I'm not condemning you. But I would ask you and invite you to consider what is the concrete hope behind your spirituality? Like, what is there that you can really wrap your fingers around? This is what's so profound. In all of Jesus' I am statements, and it's even in the Greek, and I won't give you a Greek lesson today, but just trust me, it's there, and I'll tell you afterwards if you're really interested. Um, Even in the Greek, grammatically, Jesus is emphasizing I. I am. Not that there just is a resurrection, and, and the emphasis isn't even on resurrection and life, as good as those are. Jesus says, I'm the resurrection, the hope, the new life that you're looking for, it's me. You see, he's not offering an abstract or, or floppy hope. He's offering something much more concrete. He offers himself. The flesh and blood God-man who gives us a flesh and blood hope, a hope that's so tangible we can literally sink our fingers into it. And the resurrection is something we can sink our fingers into. Because Jesus doesn't just say, I am the resurrection and the life in a broad abstract sense. He meant himself then, both when he's talking to Martha, which was before he died and rose again, but after as well. And it's so important that Jesus actually rose from the dead. That it wasn't just a a metaphor He says, no, this actually happened. We see this a couple of times in John 20. I'm skipping ahead now to the story when Jesus is raised from the dead and Mary Magdalene finds him. Do you notice what he says? There are these little details. They're so easy to skip over, and I had skipped over them until just recently. First, Jesus tells Mary, don't hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Which means what? she was holding on to him. (laughs) She's giving him a hug. Like this was not some spiritual resurrection of just a a hologram or something that looked like Jesus. He was, he was molecularly flesh and blood there enough that she could hug him. Arms knotted around his torso, flesh and blood. Just a few verses later, Jesus famously tells Doubting Thomas, we haven't, I didn't read this, but uh, it's just a little bit later in John 20 he says Thomas put your hand into my side because it said he still had the wounds flesh and blood and then the next chapter John 21 Jesus meets the disciples again they're out fishing because they don't know what to do and they see Jesus on the shore it's early one morning and he's cooking breakfast it literally says he's cooking fish and bread for breakfast he's eating flesh and blood You see, the the resurrection of Jesus is not just a metaphor. It is is molecular reality. Uh, John Updike, if any of you are readers, you know John Updike, probably one of the greatest novelists of the 20th century. He wrote a very famous poem called Seven Stanzas at Easter. And I want to, um, at the risk of of really severing the poem, I I want to read stanza one, stanza four, and stanza seven. So the first, the middle, and the end. But listen to how he puts it he says, make no mistake. If he rose at all, it was as his body. If the cell's dissolution did not reverse, the molecules re-knit, the amino acids rekindle, the church will fall. Let us not mock God with metaphor, analogy, sidestepping, transcendence, making of the event a parable, a sign painted in the faded credulity of earlier ages, let us walk through the door. Let us not seek to make it less monstrous for our own convenience, our own sense of beauty, lest awakened in one unthinkable hour we are embarrassed by the miracle and crushed by remonstrance. This morning I invite you to consider what does it mean and how does it change things if Jesus actually flesh and blood tangibly rose from the dead and if it's not just a parable or a metaphor or some inspiring legend. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. You see, because Jesus' resurrection is concrete, it means our hope is concrete. It's not a vague, abstract, fairy tale hope. It is a sure and certain confidence that the one who rose again, flesh and blood, will raise us to new life. Believe it or not, flesh and blood. This is how the Apostle Paul puts it in Romans 6. He says, We were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death, so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might be raised to new life. If we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. That's good news that's good news. And it gives us something something tangible to literally wrap our fingers around. You see, the resurrection of Jesus means that when we believe, then Jesus' new life belongs fully to us both now and forever. It trains us, the resurrection prepares us to live well because if the resurrection is ours now, then that means we have new life now And the resurrection trains us to die well because if new life is ours forever and if we have the hope and the certainty of new life beyond death, then we know how to die well. It gives us confidence that in the end, death is impotent because Jesus has crushed death. I got his permission to share this just a week and a half ago. I was standing with Doran uh, in the hospital. And we were visiting, I was visiting him and Julie, and a physician came up. They didn't have the results of the biopsy yet. We didn't know how bad it was, but it looked pretty bad, and we had a sense that the news might not be very good. And the physician very gently brought up some end-of-life questions. And Doran preached to me in that moment, and he told the physician very simply, he said, you know, we're Christians, and we're not afraid of death. We're not eager for it. <laughs> we're not looking for it, but we're not afraid of it because we know that death is not the end of the road for us. That's the hope that, that resurrection gives us, you see. That is the Apostle Paul writes elsewhere in 2 Corinthians, he says, we grieve, yes, we grieve, but not as those who have no hope. We have a hope of a life beyond this one. In the resurrection of Jesus, death has died and life has won. As we close, I want to read um, this is a poem that I came across years ago, and every re- Easter I come back and reread it. This is John Donne, uh, f- 16th, maybe 17th century, so the language is pretty archaic. Uh, but hang with me. This is a poem, uh, one of his sonnets that he wrote called Death Be Not Proud. Death. Address to, to death. If, death, be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. For those whom thou thinkest thou dost overthrow, die not, poor death, nor canst thou yet kill me. From rest and sleep, which from thy pictures be much pleasure, then from me much more must flow. And soonest, our best men with thee do go, rest of their bones, and souls delivery. Thou, O death, art slave to fate, chance, kings, and desperate men, and dust with poison, war, and sickness dwell, and popular charms can make us sleep as well, and better than thy stroke. Why swellst thou then? And he closes this way, one short sleep past, one short sleep past, we wake eternally and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. Let's pray together. Lord, this has been a complicated season for us. And we do grieve, but not as those who have no hope. Our hope lies solidly, squarely in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lived and died and rose again. So raise us to new life through your Son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.